0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: I just biked around Lake Michigan, nearly a thousand miles.
0: I'm really going to miss celebrating my birthday with you, but I'll
1: save you a piece of cake. I'll freeze it. We usually spend Thanksgiving together, but I'm I'm glad you understand that this is the right thing. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. <laughs> We're calling this the second annual Thanksgiving Show Friday. And here's why because it's Friday and it's our second annual Thanksgiving show. <clears throat> Feeling a little deja vu doing this <laughs> because I think I did this just a little while ago, but we'll just forget that moment that <laughs> somebody whose name will not be mentioned did not push record. Yeah, I forgot to hit record. Damn it. Show, ladies and gentlemen, it's a miracle we're still here. But here we are. And I'm very thankful for that. Very, very thankful for that. At the Ben Jarofsky show, you know, sometimes in We've life you such... just forget to hit record. You know? Yeah. You know that? Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Now, as a, uh, as I may have said before, I know there's some cynics, some jaded cynics out there who say. Oh, Ben, the only reason you have that Thanksgiving show Is because you're too lazy to go out and book a guest And interview the guest And let me just tell you, Jaded Cynics That could not be further from the truth You are so wrong Yeah, sorry about that That was that production
0: meeting we had there I was just, you know
1: (laughs) I was just hot that day, so sorry You lazy bum (laughs) Go get someone Go get Stacey Davis Gates again Bring her on the show, SDG. So, uh, no, we like having the uh, Thanksgiving show. This is kind of a moment to reflect on things. Uh, And as we did last year when we had our first annual uh, Thanksgiving show, um, we uh, will start by uh, reading the questions, the many questions that our listeners uh, have been raising over the last weeks because... As part of our preparation for the show, Mm -hmm. we've been soliciting these questions from our listeners. Yes. Uh, So, Dennis, why don't you uh, start by just reading some of the uh, questions uh, that our listeners have weighed in with. Go ahead.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Funny thing
1: about that, uh, we didn't really... tell
0: people to send us emails uh we did uh, on today's show and that's it so let me hit refresh on our emails here and see if we got anything no nothing <laughs> we have okay. no no new emails uh see now ben loves this thanksgiving uh tradition show that we do but uh, i think you forgot that uh yeah we did a lot of uh hey send us an email we did a lot of call <laughs> to action as they call it in radio And Uh, I believe it was two or three days ago Ben reached out to me and said, Hey, yo, D-Man, let's do that Thanksgiving (laughs) thing. (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah and thanksgiving th- all right great and uh here we are with no
1: emails so uh all right well i, I just got an email with a question hey oh. man who cut your hair oh sorry she said old cheese and shine joke there i apologize for that um all right so what i'll do uh with the show since we have uh, no questions uh to uh answer is i'll just do a traditional wait thank wait you, so, i um, think we got
0: an email we got i think we got an email hold on let me look let me look oh okay. sorry that was my email i got two new emails nothing Nothing,
1: nothing on our show.
0: Sorry. Ah,
1: nothing. that's right. Re- just reminded. Uh, was that email from Comcast by any chance? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no? yeah, it was from Comcast. Okay. I, I'm paid up. Yeah, OK, that's what I'm reminded of. A couple times this year, we had some technical difficulties, like right in the middle of the show. It ended because Comcast pulled the plug because a certain somebody whose name will not be mentioned. Uh, f- did not pay his bill. And so <laughs> his computer service was shut off. Not naming any names. Yeah, it's me, uh, guys. I didn't
0: pay my Comcast bill. How's it going? Yeah, uh, uh, just kind of, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, live, live uh, life dangerously, you know, let it ride on E for a little bit. And well, during uh, the middle of a show, really they dangerous. shut us down.
1: Uh, twice <clears throat> but who's counting uh, there was one time when I was doing an interview with somebody and I remember the telltale sign that Comcast has pulled the plug on uh, our our show is okay so we're on Google Meet so I could see the person I'm interviewing and I could see Dennis and then all of a sudden when Dennis disappears that's not a good sign. <laughs> So I forget who I was interviewing I'm chatting about this that and the other thing Dennis disappears and I'm like "Uh, um, Didn't pay to Comcast bill Anyway here's the really good news And I'm very thankful for this uh, Dennis got a second job Gonna let the cat out of the bag And can, um, can we
0: hear that sound effect by the way Cat out of the bag
1: meow. Happy Thanksgiving uh, I know people Were waiting for that uh, but uh So as I may have said before, uh, Dennis, uh, is a very good friend. And after I was unceremoniously fired from my last job, he was my uh, producer over at that station. I can't remember the name of it. And, um, he walked away from a pretty good job with a pretty livable salary, not a huge one, but it was livable. A lot more than he was going to make for me, that's for sure. And he joined me in this podcasting venture, uh, and it's you know he it was a rough go. All right, I'll just let's just be honesty. Uh, <laughs> Hard up, man. Hard up. Hard up. Yeah, he went. We when I always say, man, I got, we're dead broke. We are kidding, uh, <laughs> but the really good news. Uh, for which we are both so thankful Is that Dennis got a second job That enables him to keep working here He's making Twice as much money as he's been making He now makes more money than me So this may be the only show In the history of podcasting Where the producer Makes more than host But that's just how we do it At the Ben Jarowski
0: show Yes Red Lobster Yeah give me uh, <laughs> Four Lobster <laughs> I'm on the phone with Red Lobster. Yeah, can't put some champagne. You say S after lobster? Do you order four lob? Yeah, four lobster.
1: (laughs) I've never ordered so many. Is there an S at the end of that?
0: I don't know. (laughs) All right, thanks. Yeah, he's not even
1: going to eat them. He's just going to put the lobsters around so everybody can see. Oh, that's a lobster. Anyway, so congratulations, uh, Dennis. Thank you. uh, So that's really good news. And
0: listen, man, with that, Um, I couldn't believe that WCPT 820 fired you. I thought that was bullshit. And, you know, we created that show together, man. So, you know, and they wanted me to just work with, and I couldn't do that. So,
1: yeah, no way. So uh, we came uh, to the uh, joint venture, the Sun-Times Reader, and this is a change, which I'm very thankful of the Reader uh, has decided to continue the show. The Sun Times has decided to go its separate ways for various reasons. So, my hat's off to the Sun Times. I loved having uh, that beautiful little Ooh, studio. Me, that studio uh, was a gorgeous thing. And I love going to the bright one. There's so many nice, friendly people there that I would see every day and they'd say hello to me. Uh, and <laughs> some didn't. Heads down, I don't see you. I'm just walking. Uh, but really a lot of nice people at the Sun times and uh, thank you very much for the opportunity that you gave us uh, and giving us a nice little studio which we had to vacate when the pandemic hit so we're just operating out of uh, my attic and uh, Dennis's apartment as we always said but the readers continuing and the good news is that the reader is going uh, to be building its own podcasting network I talked a little bit about that with Karen Hawkins which was on the show co-publisher of the reader. she was on our show uh, this Sunday you can check out the interview so we're gonna start with. my show and then we're she's going to reach out and try to uh bring in uh other hosts so if you got podcasting dreams and uh you got some good ideas just keep the reader in the back of your mind Uh, you hear that scott duff comedian scott duff Uh, i've already uh, reached out to scott to have a podcast so it's good good news despite all the bleakness uh from the pandemic day i think got some pretty good news for the uh, coming year. So I'm thankful for all that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm thankful for them as well. Thank you very much, Chicago Sun Times. And I tell you what, as I look around this apartment and these blankets I got laid over,
1: <laughs> I'm going to miss that studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to miss the studio too. Maybe we could do like one show back at the studio when the pandemic's over. The Sun Times will let, all right, let them in there. Yeah, right. I still have stuff at that studio. <laughs> that little where's my blue mustang i think it's still and uh let's see i just want to thank uh, all uh, our many guests i am be very thankful the monroe and romana and maya and miles and mike i'm just going through the m's i'm gonna m roll here i don't want to forget him but jimmy coogan our ace attorney mike Gir- michael girardi Uh, incredible music that he has, uh, given to our show, uh, free of charge. Cannot thank you enough. Uh, awesome music. And, you know, I can see Michael, uh, that, My guests, we always have that break where we play the Michael Girardi song and the guest, who's the 2 o'clock guest, is sitting, waiting uh, to be interviewed. And I can see him or her on the screen. And more often than not, they're kind of rocking out. You're like, wow, wow, I like this. I've never seen a guest actually play air guitar. I'm the only one who's done that. (laughs) Uh, so I really want to thank, uh, Michael Girardi and, oh my God, the guest list. I know I'm going to forget somebody that I shouldn't forget, but, uh, Jeanette, uh, Taylor and, um, Stacey Davis Gates, uh, and Henry Davis, uh, and, uh, Candace Castillo, all the guests all through the years. Um, I mean, through the months, just Kenny D. How can I forget Kenny D. McDumkey. Anyway. I'm getting very nostalgic here and so i should move on from thanking all these guests these wonderful friends of mine who are just so gracious to come on the show sometimes i call them about an hour before we're on the hey guy the other kids canceled. can you come on please no problem man so you know i love you guys uh, always ready to talk politics national politics and local politics as well oh my god ben
0: i'm i am legit here i'm not lying we have a message we have an we have a question it just came in
1: Okay, and that question is?
0: Yeah! All right, this question comes from Joan, our good friend Joan. Uh, She weighed in here. Question for Free For All Friday. All right, that one day of promoting worked! (laughs) All right, Joan sends us a question here. Thank you very much, Joan. You are awesome. Uh, Joan asks, what do you predict for Bernie? He clearly wants to be Secretary of Labor, and Biden clearly wants him to stay in the Senate. Her preference, Bernie, AOC, rest of the squad, and other congresspeople willing to stick their necks out, give Biden list of demands, and threaten to boycott if not brought into the decision-making process. Second preference, run the question by David Ferris. Ah,
1: David Ferris, thank you David Ferris. Oh, my goodness. Uh, What a great guest. Um, I believe we talked about this already uh, today with uh, Monroe Jonah. I believe that uh, Bernie Sanders uh, will stay in the Senate. I believe Elizabeth Warren will stay in the Senate. I don't think uh, Joe Biden can afford uh, to nominate for his cabinet any Democratic senators, particularly in the case of Elizabeth Warren. She's in a uh, a state with a Republican governor. So he he needs every single vote he can uh, in the Senate. And there's a very good chance, I've been thinking this, I got my fingers crossed, Joan. I know you have yours crossed too, that the Dems will win in Georgia. And so if they win those two seats in Georgia, uh, then It'll be 50-50 tie. Every Senate vote will be of uh, most importance. So uh, I know some burn Ber- uh, it seems that Bernie himself wants to be Labor Secretary, but I believe that he should stay in the Senate. And I also agree with you uh, that the lefties in the Democratic Party uh, should not do what they did with Obama. I think they did a great disservice, not just to the uh, their core beliefs, uh, and uh, not just to their uh, lefty followers, but to the Democratic Party as a whole by just sort of dropping back and let Obama uh, pursue his centrist path. And um, I, look what happened in 2010. He was, it was just a, a massive victory for the Republicans, and I don't think Obama uh, ever got uh, back in full stride after that and then it ultimately led to Trump. I think the Democrats have to believe in something. And I'm encouraged to a certain degree that Joe Biden has moved left. He may not have moved left far enough uh, for some people, uh, but he has moved to the left. And I just think that dem- the, the left uh, part, the leftist part of the Democratic Party has to keep that pressure on. And they should not allow him, Biden, to do that clinton to do that obama move did the centrist just suddenly turn the left into like it's an enemy you know how obama would do that well there's people on the left and people on the right who tell me to do xyz lori life does that here in chicago you know that's their line it's like oh well if the if, if the left's mad at me and the right's mad at me, I must be doing something right. No, if the left's mad at you, it's pretty much because you're betraying the principles that you ran on. So I, I don't think it's a virtue to say that the left is as mad at me as the right. The right will always be mad at you. Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, Lori Lightfoot. They will never accept you. So why are you pretending That somehow or other, the opposition you face from people on the right is the same as the opposition you face from people on the left who have a sense of betrayal. The people on the right despise the the programs and the initiatives and the values that you espouse in the first place. That's why they're against you. They're just totally against you from the get-go. The people on the left who are upset at you feel you betrayed them. That's a big difference. They kind of were working for the assumption or the hope at least that you would be on their side. And then there's a the sense that you let them down. Nobody in the right feels let down by Obama or Clinton or Rahm Emanuel. They just assume that, well, let's take Rahm out of that list. The, and <laughs> Obama, <laughs> Clinton, They just assume that uh, you have never had their interests in the first place so i'm with you joan i i hope the left keeps the pressure on does not let biden lose sense of what uh the values are of the party that he represents so there we go d glad we got that question uh from joan
0: well i'd like to give my thoughts on what i would like to see bernie do go ahead um Bernie, they need to have Bernie be, like, this guy that, like, travels the country, right? Hire him. I don't know what you can call this job, but, like, a scout or something, right? Like, because dude's dudes pretty old, right? What if Bernie, like, traveled around the country and, you know, to try and find, you know, other people who could be politicians, you know? Like, how do we make more Bernies? That's (laughs) kind of what I've been thinking, you know? Like, have, like, a little coach or something, you know? Bernie just goes around and tries to, you know, get
1: people to run and... He, he actually, you're right. He actually played that role uh, to a degree after 2016. After he ran for office uh, against Clinton, he played that role. And uh, I remember him coming to Chicago and big crowds of people showing up for him. I know that in a lot of districts, like the the red districts, there were candidates who emerged that had been inspired by Bernie. Uh, and uh, none of them prevail as far as I know, and that's the uphill battle that the left uh, faces. But I think you're right, D. I think that uh, Bernie should not drop out of, I say this as a guy, I voted for him twice. I really don't believe he should drop out. I think that uh, the power of his message is a strong one that could recruit people to the party. And, you know, a lot of the skeptics scoff at Bernie Sanders. I've, we had this conversation all year long, or at least all summer long when the, when the uh, primary season was hot. It was like, uh, Bernie Sanders can only rally his core. He can't bring new people to the party. Remember that, that, mm-hmm. that criticism? People aren't registering to vote. We're studying these, these early uh, primary results, and no, it's just the same old Bernie people, it's not new people. I'd like to see him try to prove that wrong. You know, we've been struggling, we struggle with this all the time. We always ask our uh, progressive uh, and our lefty uh, guests, well, give me an example of a Bernie Democrat who has won in a district where Trump won, and they always struggle with that. Uh, and it's because it's a lot harder than it looks. So I, I do think that Bernie uh, should try to build on uh you know the strength he had and the popularity he had. I know, D, you were a little disappointed with Bernie. Yeah, Dennis lets me know from time to time. Uh, here, here you go. I, this is I like Bernie. I, like Bernie. I like Bernie. Yeah. Like no, I know e. D. you like Bernie the, the aussie here okay, yeah. Okay.
0: Kind of rolled over, man. Kind of rolled over.
1: <laughs> Come on, saying stuff it's, it's tough being a Democrat all right so Bernie said the most important thing is to defeat Donald Trump so I'm supporting my good friend Joe Biden and there were some Bernie Sanders supporters that go oh that's too soon uh. and it was just the opposite in 2016 the guy can't win in 2016 when he held out a little bit you know and try to force hillary clinton to make some concessions then hillary's hillary's still crying about that it's just a shame Still
0: all the policies and all of the plans that he had would have been so perfect for the shit going down in this pandemic and you know no one picked that up biden didn't really pick up a lot of the bernie stuff you know what i mean but if he would have stayed there and kept poking at him maybe he would
1: here's the big uh debate on our show because what Dennis is articulating is the things that I believed that I was saying uh, right after the primary. Right as we, where's Biden? He's got to be more forceful. Uh, and then Monroe and Atiba, well, not Atiba, David Seaton, all my centrist friends that came on the show, Ben, Biden's doing exactly what he has to do. <laughs> yeah, hiding out in a basement? Yeah, pretty much. Don't <laughs> say anything. Just be there. Don't do anything. Don't let Trump destroy himself. Kind of work, He got of like the president. I mean, here you know we know are. Saying? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Mm. But
1: like, it would be cool
0: though. Like, if Bernie was like a Mister Miyagi, you know what I mean? Like, all right, we got a good and young politician here. We're going to send you to the Bernie camp, and then you know, Bernie, <laughs> you know, Bernie, Bernie coaches him up. <laughs> yeah, you know, Bernie coaches him up because if we could just get Bernie's frame of mind into a younger person's body to run for, you know, something. Well, that's
1: AOC, right? Yeah, it's AOC. And that's something I'm really uh, thankful for. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You know, she stands up for what she believes. She gets trashes. I, trash. I get emails every day from the Republicans who are trying to encourage voters in Georgia or encourage voters across the country to rally to the Republican candidates for Senate in Georgia based on the fact that AOC would support the Democrats. So she's become the symbol that Republicans use to try to fire up their base. This is part of the problem. You know what I'm saying? It's like that base is roughly 45% of the voting population. So Republicans have concluded, based on all their studies and surveys, that the person I like the best out of the all the young Congressmen, People out there, D. The person that is closest to Bernie in spirit uh, is just reviled by forty-five percent of the population. So reviled that all you have to do is link her name to the name of like John Ossoff, who you probably wouldn't vote for in a million years, D. Because he is just a quintessential centrist. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. All you got to do is put her name with him, and then boom, no one will even think about. Uh, voting for him—that's the Republican attitude. So I'd love to see uh, AOC prove them all wrong. Yeah, you know, but she's a Congresswoman from a very uh, blue district, so it's kind of hard for her to like win over converts. Since most of the people in her district already believe- agree with her.
0: Well, it's it's like um, AOC is uh, kind of the Trump of the left. She's kind of got some Trump things because. She'll say something when Donald Trump would say something and the left would go, Oh, my God. Well, I've never. What a douchebag. And then now and the AOC says something and the right goes, well, what the hell was that? Oh, my well, have never. She's got that Trump effect. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah. So I'd love to see her fire up the Democrats the way uh, Trump fired up uh, the Republicans and turned into the MAGA nation. But here's the thing. The Dems are an interesting coalition. This is the challenge of being a Dem because, you know, there's a lot of people who vote Democrat. I'm thinking of the city of Chicago now, who think AOC is too radical. I make fun of them all the time on this show. The Northsiders who love Lori Lightfoot, they read the Tribune. You know what I'm saying? That bunch. Yeah, I, I, in the. that. In the, well, now, now
0: we don't want to give up any of our money. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> come on now. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's all good and well that you're, you know, against, you know, climate change, but come on, there's not, nothing we can do about it. That's a, that's a typical story. I had a conversation with a guy last night, uh, who will remain nameless, but, a, a, a North side liberal. And, uh, he was like, why are you, why are you critical of Lori with these days? I go, well, you know, she didn't follow through on any of your promises. And he's like, well, you didn't expect her to, to keep those promises. Nobody can keep those promises. I'm like, well, yeah, I kind of voted for her because I thought you would be a progressive. Hello. Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, that's radical. Well, that was really foolish of you. Well, why would she make a promise that she had no intention of keeping? And why would you as a voter support somebody who you knew was going to break the promise? You know, what I mean? And then it become clear that he didn't want her to keep those promises. They're too radical. So he was just happy for her to make those promises of bringing suckers like me. And then he would say to me, well, you didn't expect her to really. Keep a word, did you, Ben? I mean, she can't do those things. That's like that AOC stuff. Nobody wants that. So I, I don't. It's toughy. It's tough being a lefty. You know, if it was so easy for the Bernies and the AOCs of the world to win, they would have won. I wouldn't be a dead broke columnist for the Chicago Reader doing a podcast overlooking an alley in a porta potty
0: with a dead broke producer hanging out eating <laughs>
1: spaghettios. Hey, when's the next show? <laughs> uh, I think we already addressed that. Uh, so uh, I, uh, I'm going to tell you who I'm thankful for, uh, D. And this is—I uh, got this on my list of people that I am thankful for. And it's you know, a little tongue in cheek. I'm really thankful these days. I want to give a shout out, special shout out to Michael Joseph Madigan. Uh, our embattled House Speaker and uh, the embattled uh, leader of the Democratic Party, number one, he's given us plenty of, of content to talk things to talk about over the last year. I think Michael Madigan has probably been discussed in the show more than any other local politician. Would you say, or would, would you say Lori Lightfoot? Oh, boy, I'd say Michael Madigan gave us plenty of content and, throughout yeah. the years. You know, and 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 for a guy who never says anything. You know what I'm saying? Like Lori, like Lori will give you content. You could play her clips. Pritzker's got a daily briefing. You play the briefings. Trump always says something outrageous. You play those. You never, we, you never have anything. I'm mad at you. He, he Just no, oh, you're right. Just like the two, often, just that stupid impression statement. I do of them. Yeah, which we don't even know if it's real because you never heard them. Ugh, hey. Uh, <laughs> zoom, huh? I'm yeah. not doing Zoom. Get out of my face. I uh, I give Madigan a credit because uh, he stood up to Ronner. I I'm t- I struggle with this, Steve. And the joke on the show is how I flip flop all the time. You know, one day I want Madigan to step down, the next day, stay, Mike, don't go. Keep fighting. I really struggle with this because I really appreciate the fight that he led against Ronner. And I don't believe anybody else Uh, in the Democratic Party would would have fought so hard I think they all would have uh, buckled uh, under the pressure of the Madigan face he didn't seem to care he's got this zen-like attitude they just rip him he just keeps coming Uh, and so I respect him for that on the other hand he's such an embarrassment with this Commonwealth Edison scandal and his property tax business and it's such an easy target for the Republicans to pound and I see it's having its impact dead Northside Tribune crowd that I was telling you about, D. They'll say, Ben, you know, you have to admit Michael Madigan is very unseemly. I can't believe you support Michael Madigan. I can't believe you say something nice about Michael Madigan. That crowd's ready to buckle from the Democratic Party, D. I hate to say it. So I'm really struggling with this one. So I thank Michael Madigan for the content, and I thank him for standing up uh, to her honor. Uh, no, no. Could you, like, stand back? I don't know. My suggestion in the reader column I wrote this week, D, was that he become, like, Tex Winter. Remember Tex Winter? He was the uh, veteran coach for the Chicago Bulls assistant coach. Oh, no, I don't at all. Okay. (laughs) That was well done. That Uh, was for the the first Bulls uh, championship run before you were paying attention uh, to basketball. Uh, So he was, like in his 70s pushing 80 and he would sit on the bench and he would like whisper to Phil Jackson this is what you do so why can't Michael Madigan do that D right Why can't whoever's the new speaker Michael Madigan could just let that person be the speaker and then whisper in his ear sort of like Dennis with me when the computer goes down, Dennis will be, like, whispering in my ear. All right, what you do is you, you see those three bars on the right? You click on those, and that'll get you setting. Then you click on the setting, and that'll get you
0: sound. Oh, wow. Well, now you were talking about your uh, latest Chicago Reader column, which, by the way, you can check out now at chicagoreader.com. I have it pulled up right here. The title, Nice or Nasty. <laughs> I like that. Michael Joseph Madigan can play it either way. And uh, in this uh, piece here, you say that Michael Madigan is the closest state Democrats have to Mitch McConnell.
1: Yes. By that, I don't mean a raging right wing racist. I mean, a master of the process. Uh, And also, I mean, Michael Madigan on play, he's in the game to win. Not in the game to win friends. You know, half the time with Rom. I always yeah. think Rom's in the game to build his Rolodex, make money for himself, build his brand. I'm great. You're not. I'm Rom. That's what it's all about. Uh, Dude's I'm got stones.
0: Go... He's got stones, man. That's what I've learned about Madgan here just in the last few <laughs> years covering him. Dude's being indicted. He's like, hey, I did nothing. Like, <laughs> right. like, dude, you're <laughs> no, being no. indicted. Yeah,
1: prove it. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he would, Actually, I wish he would go further in that direction. I, I wish he would be more Trump-like. I, I wish Mike Madigan would start tweeting and bashing people that, you know what I'm saying? Like Trump did, it worked for Trump, you know? Just fire up his, just get Democrats to like, really feel like he's important and he's under siege because he's standing up for them, as opposed to the Wizard of Oz thing where he goes, hides in the cave and lets Steve Brown write these press releases. You know, so I, I wish Michael Madigan would do more of that, but you know, it's not Michael Madigan style. He's sitting in that little cave, cutting his apple, eating his apple. But then he calls all his state reps. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'd be nasty or nice. So, like, if you ever ran against a Michael Madigan candidate, you, you tasted a little bit of the nastiness. He comes at your heart. If you somehow managed to defeat one of his caucus members, then he's nice. Then you get the phone call. What can I do for you? Let's get together. What committee would you like to sit on? What are your favorite bills that you would love to see passed? What would you like to do, young man or young woman? And then, oh, he's so nice. (laughs) So he can play it either way. You know, Dude. I'm I'm trying to think if Mitch McConnell could be nice. I can't see that. This is so crazy.
0: He's been doing it for like 30 years. Like just doing that—that's his job. You know, like uh, what we do on our job. You know, just doing a little podcast, recording, doing something. His thing is calling up candidates. Hey, so this very interesting.
1: And and I'll tell you what, from everything I've heard, he never stops working. I've got people have told me they've got calls at all hours from Michael Madigan, generally early, not late weekends holidays this guy is this, this he's, he's really focused on holding his majority and winning that's what it's all about winning and it's like yeah i kind of like that for the democrats because like i said most of the democrats they're just focused on cutting a deal that can benefit them when they're out of office i like a guy who's in it for the long haul yeah i'm in it to win yep and hold the democratic majority and he even lets like, the the Democrats push him to the left, if he has to. Like Rich Miller wrote a great column in the Sun-Times the other day, where he just talked about the evolution of Michael Madigan ideologically. The guy, I don't think he has any core beliefs. It's just like, well, the state's drifting left. My caucus members need to go left in order to win re so I'll go left with him. All of a sudden, he's now he's for gay marriage, for the legalization of reefer, you know? Uh, he didn't do a great job of the fair tax, but it, at least he didn't keep it off the ballot, fight to keep it off the ballot. So, yeah, I have uh, mixed feelings about Michael Joseph Madigan there. I, but thankful, thankful uh, overall huh. for Michael Joseph Madigan.
0: So what do you say, Ben? Do you think he's nice or nasty?
1: <laughs> I could think he could be either one,
0: <laughs> depending on which way he has to go. All right. It is the latest column from Ben Jarofsky. Check it out. ChicagoReader.com. Ben does an article every week. So make sure you just bookmark the Chicago Reader if you haven't already. Uh, And oh, I do have one more question since we were talking about it. I mean, I guess I should ask. (laughs) You on or off, bud?
1: Uh, At the moment, I am. uh, Wait, wait, I forget. This is the bus to roll over Michael Madigan, right? Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, bus ah. Chris, the bus to
0: Ruth Chris, the Buster Ruth Chris is over here. The bus that we're by is the one to roll over Mike Madigan.
1: Stay, Michael Joseph Madigan. Don't let him push you out. I'm with you 100%. Okay, they'll take that little bit, and they'll, if I ever run for office, and they'll use it against me. He, This is what he said about Michael Madigan. Stay, Michael Madigan, never leave. Of course, in a week I can be saying the other thing because I've been known to flip flop. on this all-important issue. Any ideas for what do you have uh, for
0: your next column? Get a little sneak preview for anybody a- listening. Absolutely not. <laughs> Are
1: you kidding? All right. You hey, think well, I got these? Things? He's <laughs> you know, honest. He's honest. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, there's. I mean, we got four more days. We have to think about that. Uh, uh, so I don't know. I may, oh, no, I may write about the budget. Lori Lightfoot's on my mind these days.
0: Okay, cool,
1: Lori cool. There
0: you go. That was a little days. teaser, guys. Uh, just yeah, keep refreshing the Chicago Reader and wait for that new Ben Jarofsky article. Uh, we want to thank the Chicago Reader for picking up the show. Once again, Sun-Times, we're no longer going to be on the Sun-Times YouTube channel. Starting in December, we are strictly on the Chicago Reader YouTube. So if you watch on the live stream, find us on the Reader YouTube. If you listen via download, you really don't have anything changing you just you get the shows just like normal the readers picking that up as well so uh yeah just be on the lookout for that we're trying to do some we're doing some different things here with the show just trying to you know make uh shorter content taking things and chopping it up we're just throwing stuff on the wall and see where it works and uh, we thank everybody for uh, sticking around. The live stream chat, I got to thank the live stream chat. You guys are very crucial to our show. Uh, you, you give us a gauge as to what's working, what's not. Uh, the conversation's always great, always friendly. Uh, everybody on the live stream chat, Jay Marie, Brianna, here I go. I'm going to name people, and I'm going to forget somebody, but Jay Marie, Brianna, Frank, Doogie, uh, we have Triple J, Dog Doggerson is on there, uh, <laughs> Kyle, uh, Dragonslayer, Slayer, Steven, uh, Dragon Slayer 19, sorry, uh, Steven, and uh, everyone else, Jay Marie, everybody on the live stream chat. Man, you guys are awesome. You're there every day, and we can't thank you enough. That's so cool.
1: I agree with you, and that's a good point, uh, oh, and the, th- the Thanksgiving show.
0: Actually, we do have another email. So what do you say we ended oh. on an email? What about that, huh? Uh, okay. All right. All right. This email comes from Jeffrey let me make sure let me just refresh make sure we don't have any new ones okay we do not all right Jeffrey this actually came in on the 23rd I found it here uh Jeffrey writes hey Ben hope you and the fam are all well it was great to see you in that dialogue with Tricky Ricky Hendon. His words, not mine. I did not call Ricky Hendon tricky. Jeff did. Uh, he says, You really got the point across about the game of politics. He's talking about your time here on the City So Real doc. Uh, he says, And then your later explanation of the mayor having to reign in spring feverish Chicagoans was hilarious. Steve should have cut out everything else and just called the damn thing City So Ben.
1: <laughs> yeah well, thank you very much jeffrey thank you very much appreciate that that's a nice little thank you note steve james uh should not have called it city so ben uh I, but uh, you yeah, know well, that was my favorite riffs yeah yeah
0: yeah he then uh asked you to join a zoom deal i'm just gonna forward that to you with the with the details okay. but that was really nice of jeff i gotta watch this city so real that's my goal this weekend
1: uh city so real is in my humble opinion uh a great documentary Uh, and we just did an interview with neil salas griffin uh which will air uh tomorrow saturday uh so check it out he was also in the documentary and uh, i think he really gets at the heart of what why the documentary is so brilliant because you really just hear and see uh chicagoans in all their glory and with all their blemishes uh and um so you get a sense of through the the voices of the people of chicago the struggles that the city is facing the difficulties and the challenges and maybe even some hope uh, very little hope i would say uh for any kind of meaningful change uh so yes i want to thank uh uh, steve james for keeping that in i was i was worried you know i may be on the cutting room floor because he, he was trying to bring a lot into that but that's that riff that Jeff's alluding to as is, is, I've done that riff many times uh, and uh, so I guess I should be thankful to Lori Lightfoot as well she's given us a lot of good content and material uh, but one of <laughs> one of her favorite moments was uh, in the early part of the pandemic when uh, I want an Lori answer La- it's not something you ignore <laughs> I think you're 100% full of shit is what I think uh, yeah, if you yeah. think no offense fuck
0: you then. Whoa. Oh, You Whoa. can't say no offense and then say something like that. Like, okay, cool, but I'm really offended. <laughs> no
1: offense. Anyway, Lori Life early on in the pandemic, before that exchange with Ray Lowe, got really upset at people for going to the lake on a beautiful day. And I just like, Wow, what are you gonna do? Oh, there's something radical. After four months of miserable winter, you got one nice day. What are Chicagoans going to do? They're going to run to the lakefront. Anyway, Lori Lightfoot, thank you for all the content you provided as well. All right, Dave, I think that's a good spot as ever to end our Thanksgiving show, our second annual Thanksgiving show. And I really hope we have a third annual one. So, uh, everybody... Uh, enjoy your leftovers. Mm. Not even turkey, right? Enjoy your leftovers. Frozen cake? Anyone? Yeah. Are you gonna play it? No, I love the frozen cake bit. I'm really uh, gonna anyway. miss celebrating my birthday with you, but I'll save you a piece of cake. I'll freeze it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll all get together and we'll defrost it and eat it. All right, D. Uh, great job as always. Happy day after Thanksgiving, everyone. Take care.